0: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Welcome to the week.
0: Weekend wagers. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have you some, some great cash, homie.
2: <laughs>
1: Thank you very much, Sean. I'm Cam Stewart. Hope everybody's having a nice Saturday afternoon. I'm getting my bell rung here. Mr. Fix, and I feel like I'm Tim Allen from Home Improvement here trying to put together uh, backdrops, boom microphones, and a hell of a lot of stuff going on, like George Kurtz when he's doing the insulation. George Kurtz, the colonel. How you doing there, George? How was it uh, today with the fish market? Joe Galena, friend of the program.
2: Fish Market's always good with Joe Galina. Always good to talk with Joe. A little baseball, a little football this morning. Uh you know, there's always something to talk about.
1: There always is, uh, George I can tell you one thing. I'll, I'll be updating the live golf right now. The beautiful thing about the Open Championship, it's on in full flight right now. We don't have to wait till the afternoon. Tommy Fleetwood, all of a sudden, one shot back, and now the favorite, plus 350 to win. Brooks Kepka, Mr. Major, 5-1. to one. Shane Lowry, the Irish pride. Uh, the fan's going wild for him, plus 550. Lee Westwood, a KG veteran, plus 650. JB Holmes, 10-1. to one. Danny Willett, 20. Should be a lot of fun uh, wrapping up this tournament on Saturday here. The weather, apparently, is going to pick up tomorrow, and George... What can we say? I know uh, we talk a lot of baseball on the show. I, I just can't believe what the San Francisco Giants are doing right now. They reached 500. beatty, a uh, good performance last night. It doesn't matter. We talked and joked about it before with Bumgarner. Uh, they not, didn't get the support, but this just te- the team keeps on winning. They pumped Colorado. They're they're unbelievable right now. And uh, what can you say about these guys? Uh, they went from basically being out of this thing to hey, let's go for it. Let's let's win one for Bruce Bochy in his uh, farewell tour.
2: I mean, if, if they make the playoffs, just give Bochy the manager of the year award. I agree. I mean, why even bother? <laughs> why even bother having a vote? It's I just agree. amazing. Just, it just is. Amazing. Just amazing. Have you seen
1: their lineup? Like, how are these guys winning? It's a joke.
2: <laughs> it's a joke. I mean, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's Once again, what's what's the, what's the joke you and I like to do each week? The high school lineup, you know, with my buddies yeah. here? Uh, <laughs> it's not even that. I mean, it, it's it's nuts. Uh, good for them. But let me ask you, aren't they screwing themselves? Because now, can they trade Bumgartner? Can they trade Will Smith? I mean, you know what it is, you're George- two games out of the wild card that's the thing.
1: They are screwing themselves, but I look at sports kind of like a little bit differently with this story. I think it's different for them. I think they owe it to themselves just to, you know, they're on some kind of heater right now. Bruce Bochy's not going to be around. You know what? Just this year, go for it. You know what? Make the playoffs, Giants. Do the best you can. I don't want to see them be sellers. They've worked really hard to get into this position. Uh, Dickinson's been, like, one of the best stories. He's the hottest hitter. You know, when Crawford gets hot, he goes in fuego. Like, it's just crazy. I look up and down their lineup, even Sandoval's delivering. It's just it's shocking to me but you know what george if we were on a team and we were kind of you know not the most talented team but we kept on winning and we had great chemistry i think they owe it to themselves as professionals just to say you know what let's go for it we know the san francisco giants aren't going to win uh you know they're not going to win the world series but hell it's a nice story and i just don't want to see them selling it off i just want to see them go for it maybe that's me that's the sports fan in me rather than uh, a guy thinking with my head and thinking about the future but uh I, I, it's amazing to me if, if these guys like you go to the playoffs one of the best stories in sports
2: it's it's wicked uh i'll be, i don't know how you can sell right now you're two games out what, exactly. what's your fan base gonna do i almost your want them to be buyers <laughs> like, let's go man let's I, I don't go. think i would do that not nothing <laughs> nothing big anyway you know, I, I might you know sign a guy here. You know, little guys, nothing. I'm not spending for Strowman or spending for Bauer or something like that. I think you do have to be have to be somewhat realistic here. But like I said, you got to look at the fan base too. You know, I think so. it gets like the Yankees is a little different. The Yankees, we all know, it's World Series or nobody cares. You know, so the Aggies could get away with that. Uh, but a team like the Giants, even though they've had success over the past decade, I think the fan base will be pretty unhappy. Cause I think right now they're excited, right? They're playing so well. But uh, there's there's no August deadline this year. There's no waiver deadline. Everything's uh, done no. in 11 days, 4 p.m., July 31st, Eastern time. That's it for trades. You don't see any more this season. I think realistically the Giants are probably like, oh, this is great. I'm like, oh, no, we can't trade these guys now. What are we going to do? I think uh, it's funny, you might make the playoffs this year, but it might set you back in future years.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. I just I, 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 just think it's just such a good story in the way they play. I just want to see them finish it out. I can tell you one thing, though, uh, George, if, if it wasn't Bochy's final year, I think they would be sellers. I just think they're just kind of going to go, you know what? This is what we got. We're overachievers. We have a great chemistry. We really like each other. We're winning tight games, one to nothing. Pitchers that used to have six and a half ERAs are pitching brilliantly it's like everything is coming together and that's the beautiful thing about sports that's why i love sports you look sometimes and go how the hell are these guys doing it they're just doing it and i'll tell you even playing hockey it was weird i some of the teams that were on our least talented teams did well and some of the best uh, talent we had uh you know it's a it's a chemistry thing when you like people you work with you know you got their backs and stuff you start to do the little extra things and at the giants right now when you watch them play they look happy they like each other and uh you know i, I know talent usually reigns but it's 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 a beautiful thing to see how they got each other's back. And some of these uh, young hitters that they have have really stepped up guys that are, you know, very, very bad in their careers. All of a sudden they're, they're on Tootsie rolls right now. It's, it's, it's just wild. I, I'm happy. I watch giants games every night now. And it's just, I, I, am not even a fan, but I want them to win.
2: Well, the Mets have had, uh, found uh, new and interesting ways to lose the past two <laughs> I, nights to the Giants. Yeah, they sure right? have. They've been fun. I, I, I feel for DeGrom, though. Like, you know, and you've said
1: it, we've talked about it the whole year. It doesn't matter what this guy do, They never give him run support. It's almost like they hate him. It's like, come on, guys. Can you give me a few runs here? No, no, we, we can't, Jared. It's just, it's just not happening. And it, this, this is a thing in baseball. It's happened a lot of the time with ace pitchers. But with the Mets, uh, George, they take it up a level.
2: I mean... Uh... You know, I live, I live in New York. A lot of my buddies yeah. are Met fans. I feel bad for them. I, Matt yeah. Modica tweeted uh, tweet out this morning that uh, about the game. He, he fell asleep in the eighth inning. I'm like, that's probably good because you didn't want to see how they lost this one. You know, Dominic Smith, who's not a left fielder, playing left field, can't catch a pop fly, and uh, the run from scur- first scores on the. Uh, they they called it an error, which I'm surprised because in this day, if you don't touch it with your glove, usually they don't call it an error. He whiffed on it. Uh, it. It was an error, mind you. But uh, it's you know the, the day before the game's, what 16, 17 innings. Mets score the uh, go ahead run, the 17th. You think they? Uh, you think the game's over? No. Giants score two in the bottom of the inning They win 2-1. It wasn't like it was a 13 or 12 game here. It was just strange. Uh, Strange how the Mets uh, always find ways uh, to lose. And it's it's always right that they start playing well. We think, all right, maybe they'll get back into it. Oh, no. No, it's the Mets. Zach Wheeler, who they thought they could get back a a nice piece, maybe two nice pieces. Now he's on the I.L. You don't know if you get anything back for him now, you know, in in a trade. It's just like, uh, you know, the Mets are going to Mets. It's really what it is.
1: Yeah, no, it's a gong show the whole season long. Weird stuff last night. uh, You know, leaky roof of the Mariners. Uh, Leak had a perfect game uh, going into the ninth inning. It's actually one bet that I won last night. It was on the Mariners uh, against the Angels. Lost with the Brewers and all these rumors. Uh, An interesting thing, George, I want to get your take. You're very smart and, uh, you know, you're on top of this stuff, but... Marcus Stroman going that deep in the game when you're, there's rumors of you being traded, I don't know what the hell the Blue Jays were thinking. Like, imagine something happened there. Like, they didn't take him out. He just kept on pitching and pitching and pitching versus the Tigers. They were up 12 to nothing, George. they wasn't like one nothing or anything like that. They were killing these guys, and he's in the game, and you're talking about trading him. What the hell are they doing?
2: I 100% agree with you. I wouldn't have started Strowman against the Yankees last week. <laughs> because He pitched well, mind you, so it worked he out. Did. And he pitched last night. It looks like he's fine, so it worked out. But why would you pitch him Is it after the All-Star break? So that nobody would have questioned if you held him back another game, which was started on Monday, started him on Tuesday. Why take a chance that he gets lit up by the Yankees? You know, why take a chance last night after he went six innings, no runs, why, go, why make him go to seventh inning? Why, what's the point there? Teams already know he's capable of doing it. They'll see the pitch count there. All they want to see is the results, and the results are there right now. Why take that chance? You're rolling with dice. Uh, so I, I 100% agree with you. It's not how I would approach it. Not with a player that you, me, my mother, my daughters, my gardener knows everything. Yes, he's going to be traded. We all know he's going to be traded. You should be do every, doing everything you can to enhance that value and to protect that value, especially if they came back to, from the pectoral cramp from, what, three weeks ago. Why would you take any chances at all? I'm right behind you, Cam. I didn't understand it.
1: Yeah, we're going to, uh, George, I know I got uh, the the email. You're going to be joining us on the InBet uh, in Live show that we're doing from 8 till 10. I was, uh, you know, on a few times, three times this week, lots of fun with the baseball lines. And I'm telling you, George, just... No other sport like baseball. like did you see the like, they're, they're Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Reds were leading seven to nothing in that game. Then, then St. Louis scores 10-7. It ends 12-11. Like the swings and the, you know, 14-1s. And did you see last night the dogs, too? Baltimore. Baltimore gets it done. They smoke Boston. Oh, Boston, oh, yeah, we're going to we're, we're get our shit together. Well, okay, well, you got a lot of work to do there. Tampa Bay loses. Like the favorites last night went to die. The Dodgers at minus 360 almost lost to the Marlins, too. It was a dog day in baseball, man. The dogs were barking loud.
2: Well, if you watch that St. Louis Cincinnati game, Cincinnati <laughs> threw that game away. I right, make the if they would just make the basic plays, they would they win that game. But in that that big inning for the Cardinals, they were throwing balls all over the place, throwing, trying to get you know a fielder's choice at shortstop when the, you know, it was a, a little slow hopper to to uh, to a short. So trying to get the fielder's choice at second, rather than take the easy out at first and get the out, get the out, rather than try and be cute. And he gets thrown away. You pull the guy off the base. Strange game. Uh, strange game. I'll be honest with you. This has been the worst week for me since you and I have been together on this me, show. Oh, I'm I'm this week with you, George. Not gone like, well, I'm at tapping all.
1: out. I'm tapping out, and I'm a dog player, but I'm picking the wrong ones. The favorites that I'm riding aren't winning parlays, and you know, Gabe and I talked about it last night with the show. These these uh, two game. Favorite parlays, you have to be very, very careful this time of the season to take them. Nothing's a lock. It seems like every night there's one game that busts them up. And I'll tell you something, George, I was doing all right, had a good weekend with you. You know, the golf stuff, I'm hitting guys left, right, and center. I, I need a miracle in the SOPA championship now. But it all started, I told Gabe, when Chapman gave up those three bombs, oh, when he gave up that bomb to Travis Darno, that night I went, I, I was in orbit. I had the Yankees everywhere. And since that point, like, I've like been calm, I'm not like freaking out or anything, but it feels like every single game game late runs against me bullpen blows lead like it's it's almost like you give me the paper the next day with the final I'll still get it wrong I'm having a rough week
2: me too Uh, that Yankee actually went my way it's funny it went bad for you I actually bet on Tampa Bay like you got lucky (laughs) but everything else been bad I was on with you and Gabe on Tuesday I think uh, I think every selection I made I lost that night I may have won one game and it really hasn't been that much better this week listen we talk about it's gonna happen right we're gonna have bad weeks uh, but by far, this would be the you – if know, we make the, jo- the joke about you know handing the man the envelope, I'll – it's oh, yeah, highly likely too. I'll be handing yeah. the man an envelope this week. Oh. Uh, things could yeah. change, but <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to bet high enough to get out of it.
1: I'm with you and another thing just guys just a like a PSA be careful you know what I mean uh, especially when you're younger when I got into this stuff you try to like double triple your units when you're down it's actually the that's the worst thing you could do just that's try to gr- yeah. try to I've done it a million times and before one time before you really get into trouble you got to figure it out and go you know what this is not working for me you can't fit th- and another thing people don't understand when you're on tilt or you're down your brain's not thinking the right way right you lose the confidence you don't see the things that you used to do so just play the same units try to grind that's what I gonna do right now hopefully a couple golfers come in Tommy Fleet which is birdied so he is now tied for the lead we have a four-way tie this open championship is fantastic right now Tommy Fleetwood Lee Westwood uh JB Holmes and Shane Lowry uh, the hometown favorite from Ireland there lots of guys lingering too Ricky Fowler he's on a little bit of a heater seven under Danny Willett seven under Tony fee now playing well Brooks Kepka Mr. major seven under so interesting we have four guys at 10 and then a whole pack at seven three shots in between I don't even know what we're going to do with the games george like you know i was thinking after the yankees game yeah i'll take a shot with colorado and plus one and a half with half pitching they're up two nothing your yankees just smoked them you know other games i'm like oh you know uh, uh we'll, we'll, we'll put this game in the old parlay here it, it's gonna be fine uh tampa bay got absolutely rock like i'll tell you george if you got something that's uh on your mind or a, a winner tonight i'm listening because uh I, I am truly like right now i feel like i i'm in orbit I, i'm i'm on tilt
2: yeah, I, I've been cold this week. I lost I lost the over on the Yankee game last night because Colorado looked like they gave up. I was I, I was not happy. and I I, I was roughing last night. So I, I watched the game. I, I didn't know the score. I watched the game about midnight when I got home. And look at the last four innings. Colorado, once the Yankees got up 4-2, Colorado, ah, we're done. You know, game's over. And they just weren't even like, What the hell? You know, he's just, to tarp Tarkley, a, a tarp Tar, what the hell his name is? You can't hit this guy? <laughs> it was just strange that the, like I said, I was just, I figured, Hat versus Freeland, a lot of runs scored. Yankee Yankees scored the runs. I think I lost by a half or a run, whatever it was, whatever the over was, and uh, it's just not. It hasn't been a good week. Uh, it hasn't been a good week. I agree with you. You don't. You definitely don't want to double, triple up. And I'm not going to do that. I will have my normal bets probably this week. Yeah. But unless I, you know, if I make six bets a day, unless I go like ten and two, I'm not going to get out of this hole. Uh, bad week, you know, and uh, I accept it. I know it's going to happen every now and then. Uh, I try and you're right. I don't want to. I try and think of my head now, not emotionally, trying to dig myself out. I've accepted the fact that. I'm gonna to need to ref some more games uh, to make up for this week. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. When Cardano calls extra shows, I'm in. I'm in. yeah two hours. Yeah, it's full, full, full slate. Full slate.
1: Uh, what well, game needs a close? I heard uh, that you're gonna be uh, doing some stuff next week, George. It's gonna be nice to have you in the mix. It's a lot of fun to do these uh, live baseball lines, but man, it is an absolute emotional swing when you're seeing. And that's the thing. I I, I don't even know what we do. You what do you do? Like it, it seems to me in an NL Central game. You just take uh, the, a team like the Cardinals, every time they're down three runs to the Reds, they just come back and win. What I've seen the last two nights are crazy. They were up 3 nothing the other night, and they scored seven unanswered. Then Cincinnati's up seven uh, runs. They scored ten unanswered. It's just whoever is up in an NL Central game, take the team that's down, George. That seems to be a betting
2: pick. Well, you, you and I like when uh, good teams are down early. You almost want them to be down early. Yankees down 2 nothing early last night. And also they win eight 2 That's what you're exactly. looking for. I I wasn't. A- I wasn't home last night, so I couldn't bet that in-game. I probably would have. You knew Freeland was going to get hit the first time through the lineup. He's got a little herky-jerky motion, but after that, the Yankees would figure it out, and they did. Uh, So maybe I would have done that if I was home. Uh, So thanks for bringing that up to me. I realize now that I may have lost money because of that.
1: Yeah, we'll go through the baseball board, more baseball news, trade rumors. Uh, We'll get George's opinion, all this stuff. Lots of pitchers on the trade block right now. Weekend wagers. Stuart Kurtz and Engel, we're coming back at you after a short break, everybody. Hey Sean, welcome back to the show Weekend Wagers, talking me and George Kurtz we're in the same boat this week trying to uh... it's weird George, our our boat has it sprung a leak and we're just trying to get to shore is before we sink and i tell you man uh, usually things are pretty good I, w- I was hoping for some early game action but your yankees are playing colorado early we got some uh, big big night action canadian football league that's a gong show god man I w- i'm telling all of our uh, friends down south yeah tune into the cfl no no you actually don't want to watch this league because you'll never watch it again the last uh four or five games have just been absolute dog shit it's it's been embarrassing actually so i'm g- probably going to st- be sticking to the golf george will have some bets uh what you and uh, galena talking a little football, George? Uh, hitting anything? We didn't. Oh, actually, this is what I want to talk to you about. I forgot the Tyreek Hill news, and you're usually dead spot on. I remember we had a like a little bit of a disagreement, George. You're thinking he might got. You were talking like eight games a year, and he didn't get anything. That must have been shocking. Uh, they talk about a thorough investigation. I'm actually I can't believe he didn't even get like four, two to four. He gets nothing, and uh, thanks the NFL for their due diligence. But uh, this has to be shocking, and for people like me who have. Uh, Charger futures, having Tyreek Hill in the Chiefs lineup's uh, not really helping things for me with my division bet at plus 220 and wins totals. Uh, I like the under on the Chiefs, but I'm a little bit worried now. George, what's your whole take on this uh, situation? Pretty weird stuff.
2: Oh, I was certainly surprised he wasn't uh, wasn't suspended. I had him up to eight games I figured there would be some kind of deal that the NFL might want to avoid more court uh, cases, so maybe they would yeah. offer him okay, you're getting suspended for six, if you accept it, we'll give you four. That sort of thing. You know, a little pro, quid pro quo. Uh, maybe eight, well, you'll get six like Ezekiel Elliott, that sort of thing there. But uh, to get nothing, I said uh, this morning, I think what happened here is this. I think uh, Goodell in some ways has lost his, uh, you know, he, has, he has, doesn't want to go through the fight anymore. I think we also need to remember this is the 100th year of the NFL. They want They want to celebrate it. This is why they're so gung-ho on getting the CBA done before opening night. On that Thursday, they want the CBA done by that's why they're negotiating now because they want it done by opening night. They want to get everything done and just celebrate the 100th year and you know, make have money coming in that way rather than talking about CBA rather than talking about strikes or lockouts, that sort of thing. Here, so I think what happened here is they also don't want a court case, they didn't want to give them uh, two, four, four, six, eight games, whatever it might have been, and have this case dragged through the courts. Because if, if it went that direction, yes, he'd lose eventually, but it would eat into the seasons. Like, Ezekiel Elliott took months before the Fifth Circuit took over and that sort of thing. You know, so I think that's what was, uh, really what happened here. Uh, the fact there was no video helped the NFL in this yeah. case because, hey, you know, uh, we had video, yes. I know there was no video of Ezekiel Elliott either. But remember, with Zeke, there was a complaining witness there. You know, that, that woman did uh, complain, and, and she actually uh, interviewed with the NFL. So they had someone to talk to here. All of a sudden— you know, Hill was, uh, was Cristobal, or Crystal. I can't remember her name. Okay? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, didn't yeah. cooperate with the NFL. Well, the thing is, she that's stopped crazy, cooperating.
1: Sorry. And another thing that I found interesting, just you know, when you read the whole story, was. He actually pleaded guilty before when there was charges of something, when he was talking to me, what's her name? Espinal? Yes. Crystal Espinal, whatever. But now that's it. Yes, that's the, that's, that's the thing that is really shocking to me. Because remember when he got drafted, I watched him in college. He was a fifth round pick in Oklahoma state because back then he had problems, right? Georgie's first round talent. So Kansas City takes a chance on him going, you know, the guy's got world track speed. He, hell, he can run for Team USA in a relay racer, you know, 100-meter dash. That's why he slipped the fifth. His hands have never been good, but speed off the charts. So it's funny to me when you get you you, you plead guilty to something, and then throughout this investigation, nothing's found. I'm kind of with you. I think I, almost like Roger Goodell and them, I'm not going to say Hill's a good person or his woman. Personally, I think this whole situation with their kid, it's nuts. They just don't have enough real evidence to, to take it to court, but... You know, I think the whole thing, uh, it just stinks. You know what I mean? They they don't want any controversy following them around with this year. It's going to be, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, hooray for everything. A hundred years. Let's not worry about what uh, all the BS and crap. Let's just, uh, let's play football and forget. That's what it feels like. Let's sweep it under the rug. That's my take on it. So, yeah, I've got, uh, hey, George, you still there, buddy? Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we'll talk to Georgia, but I guess uh, we got some problems uh, with the Wi-Fi there. I'll talk to George. I just think this whole situation, obviously, you know, the problems have been going on for a long time. Um, This is a, it was a long investigation. There's so many things against it. And, you know, I I, I thought it was going to be maybe a, a small suspension, but to absolutely have nothing. That's huge. I know the Kansas City Chiefs players. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he was on NFL radio. Obviously, he's jacked up because a one-two punch with Hill and him uh, with Mahomes. That's going to be a great situation there. I know the teams in the division are going to be very, very upset. But yeah, this is this is interesting. So he can go to training camp now. He's going to be acclimated with the players again. We'll fi- we'll figure out what yeah, what's happening. That. And that's uh, that. That's basically what, what is going to happen. He could play in team events. And let's remember, Tyreek Hill, everybody, this is a guy that's probably going to be negotiating a new contract. This is a, it's all coming up Tyreek Hill right now. He gets to go back to camp, participate in team activities. And, George, we were talking about him probably getting an extension, too, on top of all this.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it is coming up uh, all, all roads for Tyree Hill. There is still a, a, a case, a, a court thing that has to go on there. So I guess if new mm-hmm. information, which is what we've heard, if new information does come out, the NFL has reserved the right to go back to this. And uh, we'll see if that uh, comes out. Uh, but it is coming up with Tyreek Hill. Uh, with fantasy-wise, listen, uh, I think Tyreek Hill's a scumbag, you know, personally. I yeah. think uh, he's yeah. certainly done things he shouldn't have done. Uh, you can't convince me of this that he hasn't. Or at the very least, he's known some things and didn't do anything to stop them you know so uh you can have a tough time convincing me otherwise that being said you know when it comes to playing fantasy playing dfs gambling yep. i'm Doesn't here to matter. win money yeah exactly i'm here yeah. to win money
1: we're not so, uh, going to say he's citizen of the year, but it's got nothing to do with us, right? We just exactly. we could we could try to be good citizens. You're good to your family and kids. I try to be nice to people that I know, but it's got nothing to do with our, our bets and anything else. What he does has no bearing on whatever. And uh, we talked about with Bavona with that. I know he gets really fired up about these players. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. Some of these guys are not good human beings. You know what I mean? They're dicks, but they're great, at, they're great at catching balls. They're fast. They do a lot of things that we wish we could do, right? And uh, there's a market for it, but uh, I'm, Listen, I'm with you 100%.
2: You're in a home league, you know, no money, bragging rights with your buddies, your relatives, and you don't want to draft uh, Tyreek Kill. Fine. Sure. Fine. I get that, but you're in a money league. Tyreek Hill's a second-round pick. Okay, it's sure. about where he should go in fantasy leagues. And I'll take I, – Listen, I as mentioned, I think he's a scumbag. I think uh, lots of things about Tyreek Hill. But I'm drafting him. You know, I'm, I'm drafting him. If uh, there's a prop bet, you know, Tyreek Hill over on the four-and-a-half catches, I think he's going over, I'm taking the bet. Exactly. You know, uh, I, exactly. He, if he's going to help me pay my bills, he'll be on my team. I'll be betting with him. I'll be betting the Chiefs. I'm not going to go, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not ever taking Tyreek Hill. I'm never going to bet. Of course I will. All right, if it helps me, I want to help me. I'm not helping Tyreek Hill by betting on what's attracting my fantasy team. Like I said, you're in a league with no money, I'm fine. Hey, you want to make a moral statement, morality statement? Fine, go for it. But other than that, I want to win cash. I want to win money. It's what I'm here for. You know, I want to pay my bills. Yeah, so I'll I'll draft Tyreek Hill in the second round. I will bet. Uh, I'll do prop bets with Hill during the year about catches, you know, yarders, whatever it might be. If I think he it's a good bet to win that day, if it makes sense, I'm doing it. I'm not gonna stay away from him because of what he did. Ben Roethlisberger, I feel the same way about. Yep. You know, I think he's a, far from the greatest human being on the planet. Doesn't mean I won't draft him. I didn't. Scott Fishbowl, I've had him many times. You know, it's just that's just the way it is. You're gonna, have, you said it. You're gonna have bad human beings. I'm not, I'm not inviting these guys over for dinner and hang out with my family, but I'll be <laughs> drafting them or betting on them.
1: Exactly. No, I'm, I, I'm with you, and uh, yeah, the, the the story might not go away, but uh, this one's probably not a, a big impact, George, but uh, already when you have a crowded backfield, I'm not sure, obviously, Spruels, Darren Spruels is a better reality player than the fantasy player, but he might get a few touches and everything. What's uh, your take signing a one-year deal with the Eagles, obviously, at the end of his career, but man, when you talk about a very difficult situation, buddy, this Eagles backfield, I'm like, oh my God, who the hell do you draft? What do you do? And it's kind of like Seattle's situation. It gets very, very difficult when, one of not the not two, three, four guys can be the guy that week. It's not consistent. You know what you get with Barkley. Uh, you know what you get with Elliott and all these guys. You you ride the bell cow. But in Philadelphia, it's a, it's a dog's breakfast. Who's going to be uh, the main guy? You know, there's a lot of mouths to feed there.
2: That's the problem. I mean, it, this is cloudies it further. I don't think I'm touching yeah. Philadelphia. You know, on the the backfield, I'm going to leave it alone. Just too, too many cooks yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, there's some value in your draft and maybe nobody goes to round eight, round nine, I can revisit this. But I'm not going to, you know, I think when it comes down to me, when in doubt, I'm going in the other direction. If I'm close with, okay, I could take this guy on Philadelphia or another guy, I'm going with the other guy. There's just too many guys And Sproles can catch the ball. This guy can be the, uh, the receiving back. This guy can be the short yardage back. This guy be between the 20s. I don't, I don't need to deal with that. You know, I'm sure there'll be somebody else I'd rather go with unless the value's there. Now, if you're playing in a keeper league or a dynasty league, yes, Sanders has more value there. You know, I could be talking into the, doing that, but that's a different kind of league here. But Jordan Howard, I mean, offhand, I think Sanders is going to be used. Like Howard's going to be the really short yardage guy, but he's going to get some carriers as well. Sproles makes sense to carry the ball out of the backfield. Yep. But other than Clement, Smallwood, Adams, Pumphrey, these guys can't all be on the team, Cam. I know. A these guys are going to be cut.
1: I agree. 100%. Uh, I, I'm with you, George. I think I, I think you're playing with fire if you if you try to you know be the smartest guy in the room and go. This guy is going to be the guy for Philadelphia, and they're very very similar. I said it's it's similar to a Seattle situation. You have different backs for different things. One week a guy will have 15 carries. He might have one the next week. It's very very dangerous when you go into drafts and start thinking. Okay, I I predict this guy is going to be here. Sproles get a couple catches a game. Corey Clements doing this. Wendell Smallwood's doing this. It's a ba- it's a bad scenario. And I'm with you. See, George, that's a smart approach kind of like a game just stay away pass that's what we got to do that's what we got to do with uh, philadelphia right there i'm i'm definitely reading your mail um what do you think though I, with, with kansas city and hill and everything like I, i'm in i'm in with sandy uh, with the la chargers george but um, I'm kind of worried about. Uh, what do you think about this Chiefs team this year with with him coming back? Like, I, I really think the Chargers were going to make the next step. Uh, I know Gabe and I kind of disagree. I told him I think the Chargers are, are slightly better. I think they uh, the defense is going to be much improved. I know Kansas City has some parts they are getting better, but I just like the value in the Chargers. What, what's your take on uh, on the Chiefs this year? Like, I've, I know we've stepped up uh, with a couple of over unders uh, from the betting perspective on uh, games won and lost uh, over unders. But what uh, have you have you touched the Chiefs in any way or what are you doing with them?
2: You know, I think we forget in regards to the Chargers that they tied to the division lead last year. Yeah. They it lost could, on a tiebreaker. Yes. Yep. I mean it could be completely different. The Chargers are a damn good team. Now, <laughs> excuse me. If you're asking me which team I think is better, well, now that Hill is back, now that we don't know what the hell is gonna happen with Melvin Gordon, is he gonna hold out? You know, is he just gonna you know, is he gonna make a point? And I'm not judging this, I'm telling you he could do this I think I have to edge back towards the Chiefs. I the Chargers have a, de- a better defense. We know that. You know I don't think there's any doubt about that. But the Avets can score enough points to possibly make up for that. They've done some improvement on defense. You know they're they're a better defensive team than they were last year, uh, but it's far from, you know. Oh, it's not a lockdown defense. It's probably league average. They're hoping to get a little bit above average. You know uh, how they're going to attack certain things. I'm kind of curious about. They did add Frank Clark to get to the car. To get yep. to the quarterback, to, uh, turn on Math- uh, Matthew, Matthew. To get Honey, to, Badger. Uh, Honey Badger, Honey Badger, old yeah, you know, Honey Badger. Probably just better of using his nickname uh, <laughs> to get to uh, you know to help out. They lost Eric Berry, you know. You wonder if that affects the team. He's an emotional leader there. Uh, Chargers, like I said, they're there. And if and, you know, if Melvin Gordon, if I knew for sure, and I might change my mind in August so if Gordon shows up and says oh, I'm going to play this year, I think they're the better overall team. I don't think there's any, really any doubt about that because their defense is good, you know, their offense is good. You know, they're not missing anything, you know. They really all the pieces are in place here you know, with Chiefs. The defense is, you know, we know it's not it's not that great. It's average at best. So I think that's why I I want to say charges, but the Melvin Gordon situation does give me some uh, give me gives me some worry here. So I'll edge towards the Chiefs again.
1: Where would you draft Gordon? Like right now, I'm looking at you know some draft boards there. I'm seeing him like like for running backs hovering around like you know the the eight mark. Like some rankings have uh, you know they have Connor ahead of him, Joe Mixon. David Johnson, I I don't know. I kind of disagree. I, I think he's going to sign the contract. I know a lot of un- other running backs in the league are sticking up for Gordon. This is their time. You know, we talk about running backs. Uh, it's a tough position. You chew them out, you spit them out. Right, George? Like, these guys got to get paid. They're seeing other people get paid, and it's the one position where you can kind of put somebody else in. Like, Eckler's there. They got other guys. Like, that's that's the problem. Like, right now I'm seeing him dip a little bit, but I, I think slipping him down to, like, the nine hole, that's a little bit, uh, I, I'd have him ranked higher than
2: that. I am risk-averse in drafts, especially early in drafts, first, second, third round. I don't take too many chances here. So I don't think right now I'll have Gordon in too many leagues. That being said, before, pre, uh, before we found out this news, I had Gordon sixth. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much further I can drop him down. I can put David Johnson ahead of him now, sure. Uh, but then I'm getting into running backs who have problems of their own. Gordon has a problem now. So are these other guys. Todd Gurley, we know what about the Nate. Connor, can he do it again? Yeah, with no Antonio Brown now, too. I don't know if he can. Joe Mixon, we know the offensive line has got issues there, and that team is going to be trailing in the second half of what? Oh, every game? So how much running are they going to be able to uh, gonna do? Dalvin Cook, was still waiting for him to put together a full season. Fournette? You know, own oh, hell knows what happens there. Freeman? No, thank you. Chubb could have Hunt in the second half. So every running back I've yeah. named now has warts, just like Gordon now has a ward. So, like I said, I, I've only moved him down to seven. So i moved him down one slot. I moved him from 6 to 7, Barkley, Elliot, McCaffrey, Kamara, Levy, and Bell. To me, are easy choices that I'm taking ahead of him now. Although you can make an argument that Bell has some uh, issues of himself. Lord knows Adam Gase didn't, didn't want him. We yeah. found that out, right? He wasn't his uh, first choice. Not that he, he's, he didn't believe in – Gase doesn't believe in paying a top running back. That's why he – well, not that he doesn't like Bell. He believes in his system pretty much any running back can go. So I've only moved him down one slot. Uh, but I do wonder this. Let's say – you know, I'm drafting, and whenever his slot comes up, I wonder if I go with the wide receiver then instead. well, I don't take a running back, I don't take Gurley over him, even though I have Gurley one spot behind him. But maybe I go Michael Thomas. You know, let someone else worry about Gordon. I'll take my running back now in the second round. I do think that's probably what I would end up doing if his slot came up in my – you know, when I'm picking. All right, Gordon's the next best running back here. I really want to take a running back, but I'm worried here. I don't like the running backs behind them because they have warts of their own. Yeah, I'm with Let's you. Go. I, Let's go I'm with receiver. you,
1: George. Like, I look, I look, you know what I mean? You got Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, Kamara, you know, Johnson, Bell, that type of thing. Once I hit, the like, around the Joe Mixon range, I, ca- I can make a case for, you know, Melvin Gordon, Connor, Worry About Gurley, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams, these type of guys. I'm going to probably go with the receiver because, to me, the running backs between around, you know, 8, 9 and... 14, 15 are probably the same type of guy. You, you agree? I think I'd rather just go ding, ding, ding. I, I, and usually I attack drafts with, like, running back, running back. But uh, this time, I think after the the, the top heavy guys, I think you, a lot of these other guys are kind of the same backs, you know? I'd worry about reaching for him.
2: Yeah, and, and straight drafts. I'm with you. It's rare. I can't even tell you the last time I didn't take a running back first round. It's, it's rare. Generally, I want that running. They're so valuable uh, mm-hmm. to get in end and we we know running backs don't last. There's nope. not enough to go around. They're just not enough to go around. So I'd have a hard time passing up on one. But I think there. Are, we keep saying it. All these running. I call it warts. You know, they just have problems. You know, Gordon with the holdout, Gurley with the knee, Connor, okay, uh, let's see if he can do it again, and uh, no Antonio Brown. Can Smith-Schuster really make the passing game go? Joe Mixon's got the offensive line. We We can go on and on. That's why running backs are so difficult because they all have problems and Gordon now is in the problem category. Yes, his problem can be more severe if he doesn't show up at all and doesn't play, and I don't blame him for doing it. I understand why he's Players doing it. Players got his back, too. Game. They
1: they say they so got his, his back, and I, I agree with you. If you were going to do it, Kurtz, if you were holding out and you are running back and, you know what I mean, this guy's working on an option deal where he should be getting paid a hell of a lot more money, you're my guy. I'm, I got your back. I agree with you, and they know once he comes to play, he'll be ready to rock. It's not like he's sitting on the couch eating Fritos, uh, uh, you know what I mean, and, and getting fat. Like Melvin Gordon's. He's, he's working on his game all the time. I I don't think there's a problem there i i think he signs and uh you know i think I he's gonna he have a huge year i hope he does i hope he does too i really hope he does yeah we'll talk some more fantasy rankings with kurtz we'll go for the baseball board a couple of games earlier on saturday his yankees and rockies going a couple of games two o'clock we have action and it's a deep 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 night slate i'm cam stewart george kurtz sean Engel. it's the weekend wager show everybody Hey, Sean. Hey, welcome back to Weekend Wagers, Saturday edition. I'm the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, along with George Kurtz, the The Colonel... Sean Angle holding down the fort here. We're just going over some fantasy running back talk. I'm gonna tell you, uh, George, one guy I'm definitely gonna be going after, and I think is gonna have a, a better year than his draft position. I'm seeing him around like running back, uh, you know, 11, 12. I I think Dalvin Cook in Minnesota is gonna have a huge year. I always have worries about the question mark with the with the his injuries he had at Florida State, but catching balls out of the backfield, I think Minnesota has a better line. I think Kirk Cousins is gonna be a lot better. Hell, I think they win that division. We talked about it on the show. It's gonna be a murderers row very difficult division with the Bears and Packers and they're going to beat the hell out of each other and even Detroit there with Kerryon Johnson they have a couple nice parts Galladay good good weapons but I'm just saying Dalvin Cook is my guy George I think he's one of the backs that is really 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 going to step up and have some monster games for the Minnesota Vikings what's your take on uh, Delvin Cook I think I'm going to draft him higher than even Todd Gurley and uh, have him right around the Melvin Gordon range
2: I, I, I get pad everything you just said I, I agree with you I think Minnesota does win that division. I think it'll be tough with the Bears. I don't think the Packers are going to be that much of a threat. I think they're an 8-8, eight eight, yeah. maybe 9-7 team. But I think the Vikings are a good squad there. I think Cousins maybe plays a little better here. Dallin, Cook to stay healthy? Just stay healthy, please. And I, I understand we say that about every, every player in the NFL. Uh, but he, he seems to have issues there. He's the, I have him in my second tier. You know, Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, Kamara, Bell, they're in my first tier. Yep. Uh, so is David Johnson. Gordon would be in that tier as well, if not for his holdout thing. So if he does report, he goes back into that first tier. And then the guys in the second tier would be the Gurley, Connor, Mixon, Cook. Those guys. And I, w- I wouldn't mind having any of them. Maybe not Gurley because I'm too worried about the knee. Um, Me too. I like Dalvin Cook. I do like him. Just Just stay healthy, Cam. Just stay healthy.
1: I like I like Dalvin Cook and just I'm just on some different rankings boards right now. He's 11 to Joe Mixon seven. I I I think I like Cook more than Mixon. The one issue that I do have and the one thing about Cincinnati, Mixon will be getting a lot of garbage points when Cincinnati's getting pummeled at the end of the games, easy touchdowns and stuff. And you know, in fantasy, that's something that you really have to look at. And he's also their only guy. They usually don't go to to, to any other guy but Joe Mixon with Cincinnati. He gets a bulk a heavy 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 workload for a very bad football team hey Cincinnati's down 31-3 give it to Mixon the other team after a while might even take out their starters because that's how bad the Bengals are going to be he's an interesting guy but like I have him him and Mixon in the second tier those are my guys
2: yeah, well, I, listen, I I wouldn't mind either one of them. I mean, we said they have warts. Said, Cincinnati's a terrible team. I think they're playing for next year. I think they're tanking. Me with too. Two or so garbage. <laughs> we bet the uh, wins under already say, at six and yeah. didn't we take it at six
1: and a half, George I believe I, I, so. I would probably take it if you gave me five and a half to plus money. I'd take it again if you gave me a good right, enough plus. I'm
2: with you there too. I I think they're a three win team. Yeah. Yeah. maybe four. Four you know, sort of yeah, Their the division you. is tough and they're a bad team. I mean, I I just don't. I don't. It's hard to see where the wins are coming from here. Uh, I, I don't think they want to win. You know, I, I, when I say that, I say that sort of. I mean, the players want to win, but I don't think the organization wants to win because they want. Them, once again, they need. They know they need a, a new quarterback for Andy Dalton. They're tanking you with know, I think it'd be them, the Dolphins. You know, uh, I think the Cardinals would be a bad team too, but they won't be tanking for tour. They already got their quarterback. At least they hope they do. Uh, they're just bad team. I think Denver's going to struggle this year a lot. Just look at that schedule. That schedule is brutal for Denver. I think they're a better team than the guy that teams I just named, but I think the schedule could kill them. Yeah. Uh, so I, think, like I said there, there are some bad teams here. So I think the Bengals are one of them. And I, my worry would be how much running can you do? Well, you're right about the Joe Mixon where he'll get the garbage time touchdowns because, you know, Divas isn't going to do all that much to stop him. How much running are you doing in the second half? If he down 31-3. Yeah, the football uh, the, the right.
1: thing is, he'll get more, because uh, Mixon's one of those guys, he'll get receiving yards, like, you know, dishes out of the backfield, George, instead of the handoffs, little dumps to him. That's what I think, that's where he's going to get uh, a lot of his production. I remember late in the season, too, when they were getting pummeled, he did a lot of that stuff. That's why I think he's he's kind of dangerous because, yeah, they'll be throwing to Boyd, they'll be throwing to Green, but uh, Mixon will still get his. Well,
2: like I said, I, I have a, uh, a running back one. So he, he, it is what he is. And once again, he has less warts than other players. I certainly don't want to end up with Devonta Freeman for my running back one and play the no, game no. Even when he gets hurt. Yeah. You know? But <laughs> you think about it. Well, rankings have him as a top 15 running back. That's, That's exactly. what running backs are.
1: Well, yeah, I'm looking. I see Freeman at 14, like Fournette. Like you can either flip him and Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams slightly above. I first don't want, yeah, I, after, because we both agree with the Dalvin Cook. What do you think? So right now Nick Chubb is just below uh, Dalvin Cook. I don't know about Nick Chubb. Like, I, I I, think he's going to be a good back on Cleveland. But one thing about the Browns is they're going to be slinging it all over the field with the weapons they have. Najoku at tight end. You got wicked receivers. You got Beckham. You got every, like, that's the thing. Ding, ding, ding. And Baker Mayfield, kind of like his days in Oklahoma. Yeehaw! He's going to be slinging it. Like, Chubb will get tons. Like, he'll be good. Like, I'd rather have him over uh, uh, Leonard Fournette or Devonta Freeman. But I worry about them going to other options. In Cleveland, there's a lot of talented mouse to feed, and they're a high team. So I think they're going to be tossing it all over the field
2: there, George. I have Chubb at twelve. I have a head of four and a half. That's a good co- That's
1: where. Yep, I like that. Yeah. 12,
2: right at twelve. So that's why I have Chubb. The only my only worry about Chubb is uh, Kareem Cream Hunt does. Freddie Kitchens, the new uh, head coach, does he, does he try and get cute and put Hunt in there more than he should? I think Hunt should only play if Chubb is hurt. Other than that, he, you know, he gets five, six carries a game. But if it ain't broke, I ain't fixing it. It's really that simple. And I don't think the Cleveland offense is going to be broke. I think they're going to score points. I I, I get your point about them throwing old ball over the field. You got you, know, you got Beckham, you got Njoku, you got Landry. You certainly can do that, but yep. that also means, man, is Chubb ever going to see an eight-man box? He That's should another have running, a, a, he should great have great counterpoint, George. You're you're right. Like I like him more so
1: much more than the other guys. Like I, I'm with you. Like uh, yes, who would you rather draft? I know this is, almost sounds crazy. I almost think I'd take Todd, uh, Dick Chubb over
2: Todd Gurley. Am I crazy? No, I don't think you are. I, I don't know if I could pull that. I haven't had to make that the choice. I do have Gurley ranked ahead of him, but it's close. They're, I said they're in the same tier to me. And, Cam, I, I, t- I, I can't tell you how, how risk-averse I am in the early parts of the draft. Yeah. I always assume, and I, I'm not trying to brag right like that, but I always assume that just play it safe early. You'll make the right moves during the year. You know, and I generally will. I'll pay attention. I'll make the right move. So I don't need to take a chance unless if I'm playing in a a, a league with a bunch of sharks, guys, you know, then that might be a little different. Yeah. That maybe I'll I'll take some chances. But generally, I'm not going to do that. If I play in a a league where draft picks were traded and I traded some draft picks, okay, maybe I got to go for the home running girl and hope he is the same back. But I don't think he is. I just, I think they're going to, they have other running backs. Why'd they sign, re-sign Malcolm Brown? Why'd they draft a rookie running back? And that that to me raised a lot of red flags. That they know that Todd Gurley can't be that 300 touch guy anymore. For sure, yeah, got, they work, they his, work, his work his
1: workload's going to be significantly decreased. You know what I mean? Some of those touches you get at the goal line, they might go to other people. I, I think he's very dangerous, and uh, I'm actually going to try to stay away from him as much as I can till he drops to around, after, like around 12. That like like I as I said before, George, I if you give me if Nick Chubb and Gurley are on the board, I'm taking Chubb above him.
2: I'm not taking Gurley in round one or round two. I can guarantee you that. If he falls to round three, and that would be a fall, because I think he's a round two guy, then I can uh, I can probably talk myself into it. But it would depend on how my team is looking, and obviously many other things. You know how many running backs are left, did the wide receivers fly off the board, uh, what kind of league it is, that sort of thing. But I'm gonna I think in most leagues I'm gonna talk myself out of Gurley a lot.
1: What do you say th- after Chubb? Uh, they have Damian Williams ranked 13. Uh, Leonard Fournette 14 I, I, I would you rather have Williams or Fournette I think I'd rather have Williams
2: it's close I mean I, I you well, know just Casey
1: I, like other than Williams where, where, where do you think they're gonna go like you know what I mean like he proved himself at the end of the year it's kind of interesting George and you know with a good start he could be the guy and absolutely blow it up but if he struggles He's going to have a shorter leash because he's not that guy. He kind of came out of came out of nowhere, right? Even though he looked good in the final games, the playoffs running for over five yards a carry. If things don't go well early, they'll have a quick hook on him. So he's a high-risk, high-reward type of guy, I'm thinking.
2: But the thing is with the Williams is this. Once again, with Tyreek Hill back, he's yeah. never going to see a seven, an eight-man front because that safety, mm-hmm. those cities have to play high. They have to make yeah. sure that Hill's not running his, you know, 4-4-4, four, 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 going, hey, see you later, guys. You know, and he's running past everybody, which he does anyway. Yeah, he probably runs faster than a 4 4 uh, So, you know, it's, I, that's, that's what I like. I do have some doubts about him because I think the same thing as you. This guy was never anything anywhere else. And also in KC, I think it's the offense more than the player. The fact that, once again, he doesn't see those rough ones. He's not going to see a, a strong run front because they can't, no teams are going to play that. They have to play all, over the top. I think that benefits him greatly here. So I would probably take Williams over Fournette as well because what I think of Fournette, also, is we know he's, he's had problems in Jacksonville, right? This was one of their problems. they drafted a young running back, you know, Raquel Armstead, mm-hmm. who really is the same run style as Fournette. Not as highly t- touted coming out of college as Fournette was, but I think if Fournette gives him any aggravation, gets hurt, I think that's Almstead the thing. Take this job, and that's it. We don't hear he's got an,
1: he's, kinda, he's he's kind of like a guy on parole there, George, like any type of minor offense. Like, you know, Tom Coughlin, like he's hanging on a thread with some of the guys. They were the most undisciplined team last year in football, the fight in Buffalo, the BS. They got a lot of chirpers on that team. Like you almost want to just put your foot down and say enough's enough. Like, are we going to play football or bitch and uh, pick fights with people? Like, I think Fournette is another guy with a short leash, also with history of injury problems.
2: I think that's also the kicker, right? He does get hurt every year. I know it's not a massive, uh, small sample size, but still he gets hurt every year. And I think we expect the injury to happen again. Plus, you mentioned with disciplinary problems. Maybe he gets his head on straight, but I think uh, Fournette probably has a pretty good idea that he's not going to be around long term with this team. You know, I think that plays a part in it as well. So uh, I will take Damian Williams over Fournette. I will.
1: Me too. Uh, a guy that I think is being ranked a little bit too low. Um, he's uh, Josh Jacobs is ranked above him. Carry uh, on Johnson from Detroit, I'm seeing, you know, 18, 19, maybe in the 20 holes, similar around uh, Marlon Mack, James White type of territory. I think Carry on Johnson. I don't like the way Matt Patricia used him, but I think he's an absolute stud back. And uh, at 19, I think he's ranked a little bit too low. What's your take on Carry on Johnson there, George?
2: Well, you already said the problem. Uh, Patricia, you don't like the way he used them. I don't like the way you used them either. And they've already come out and said they're going to do the same thing. You know, he's coming off the knee surgery as well, so I that gives Patricia the excuse not to overwork him. But I, uh, where does Patricia come from? Comes from New England. I know he's a yeah. defense guy, but what do they believe in? That you don't really use anyone running back as a featured back carry on johnson should be a featured back that's what that I, that's what i'm saying he's built
1: like a featured back george he's the I, type I, of guy that can get 25 30 carries like people don't like this is what drives me nuts these guys are in the nfl me and you were doing a show when i watched carry and johnson play at auburn you know what he did george at the end of the game he got stronger and stronger and stronger and both running backs down do. beat down guys yes very similar to derrick henry You look late in the season, Derrick Henry, battering Rem. I'm going to hurt you. You don't want to tackle me. I'm big. I'm moving. I'm going to pummel you. on Johnson was like that with Auburn. Nobody in the second half wanted to get near this guy. And Matt Patricia sitting there thinking, you're the smartest guy in the room. I don't get it because this guy could be an absolute fantasy stud if used properly. If me and you were in that coaching staff, I can tell you something. He'd be getting 25 damn carries minimum a game, George. It really pisses me off. I think, once again, Patricia, coming
2: from New England, it's he stupid. wants to use the same system, a, but he, he sort dumb. of forgets one thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't have Tom Brady. No, you don't. No, right, You don't have that kind of offense there. Uh, I So it worries me somewhat. I think he is a strong running back, too. I don't mind having him. But I, I'll i tell you one thing. I think if they were going to use him as a featured back, I think he could make argument for the running back one status. I think he is yes, that good a player. I agree. Uh, and this is also another team, though. I think they're going to be pretty bad. Not Cincinnati Bengals bad. But I think six to ten bad, and so therefore, how much? Once again, second half, how much running can you do? That's other. Got Johnson can catch the ball as well, you know. So make us some of those points there. But I think hoping for 18, 20 touches, unless he gets it all, a big majority of it in the first half, could be tough to come by.
1: And a team we really like, George. Uh, you know, inside and out. Uh, only worry about the. The only problem I've seen it's if you want to give uh, this team a real test. It seems like when there's elements. Andrew Luck doesn't play well in the elements. It's something to consider. Uh, you watch him when there's uh, any type of conditions. He usually doesn't play well in, in domes and in good weather. The guy really thrives. Uh, running back position, Marlon Mack from South Florida. I really like him. He was good to me in, in my keeper league, but, uh, you know, ranked around 17, 18. What's your, what, what's your what's your thing with Marlon Mack? Uh, he's, he's kind of a tough guy to put, put in. And where do you rank him there, George? He'll get you some touchdowns, but I have a feeling uh, Indianapolis is going to kind of, you know, mix and match and do a lot of different things.
2: Uh, once again, I could parrot you. I, I agree. The mix and match part is the part I really agree with. You just don't know. Uh, he's not, you know, a, he's not built like Carry on Johnson. He's a small guy, so he's not going to get the full time load there. He wouldn't last the season. Be, they're smart about that. And I agree with them. They are, they are correct there. But there's a lot of guys there that are going to get some play. You know, and Mac will get the majority of it, you know, 65 percent of it, but there are other guys there that they're not gonna forget about. They're gonna plug them in at some points. Maybe they have the goal line back. I don't necessarily know that Mac is. Name Hines is there, Spencer Ware is there, who's had some good moments, yep. Jordan Wilkins is there, Jonathan Williams as well as well. These guys could all get some play Eventually, this is gonna be a pass first team, mind you, and Mac does well. He's very good at catching the ball out of the backfield. But I don't I don't I don't think he'll be the goal line guy there. Yeah, you know, and that think? takes away some of his value.
1: What do you think of Josh Jacobs? They have him ranked pretty high. I'm seeing like 16, right around uh, Freeman jo- and and Jones. What do you think? Is, uh, is that a little bit high for a
2: rookie? No, because a rookie running back, can you pick up the blitz? If you can, you're playing. Yeah, you know, they they didn't draft this kid to sit on the back. Not that like they have anybody else there anyway. You know they want this kid to play. He did sign his contract, so we're not worried about that. Yeah, I like Josh Jacobs. Uh, I wouldn't. I pro as far as. They're the he's in the same tier as Mac and Johnson for that. I mean, these guys are all yeah. in the same tier. Aaron Jones is in there as well. Uh, Defonta Freeman I actually have in this tier because of the injury history. If you if you would tell me Freeman's gonna play, fourteen games, fourteen.
1: Fre- be, Freeman's a running back one.
2: Uh, he's a running back one. He'd be
1: where He'd where, be. where would you if he was gonna play that? many, I'd, I'd have him like Dalvin Cook, uh, yes. uh, Todd, like Todd Gurley, right, yeah, like right around that here if he was going to be that,
2: that nine to 12 range for me I and agree. i would be more than happy to take yep. the one to freeman if you could yep. guarantee me 14 games the problem is i think you might want to take the one off that <laughs> and it might be four games he's got a, con- a concussion history for a running back has to be the worst thing because guess where they're getting hit every play they're leading with their head they get hit in the head it's a matter of taking time bomb it's a <laughs> matter of time until he gets it again i like josh jacobs though strong running back too uh Would I take him above Chubb? No. Freeman, yes. Derrick Henry's really close Close. where I might lean towards Henry. Mack, once again, close. I probably lean towards Jacobs there over Mack. Johnson, that's pretty much a coin flip there.
1: I think Henry's ranked too low on some sites. And seeing him around twenty, twenty-one, I've seen him at twenty-two. That's too low for Henry. I know usually he's the second-half starter, George, but I gotta believe uh, he carries a little bit of the load a little bit more. You not agree with that? I think he should be around eighteen, not twenty-two. I have him at fifteen. Oh,
2: nice. <laughs> so uh, I like. I agree more. even more than that. Yeah, I have him high. Nice. I, nice. I. I you. You said it perfectly before. He's a guy. You do not want to tackle, tackle. in the second half. You're like, yeah. oh, my God. He has a break train you. coming at It'll me. And I'm already you. beat up.
1: Yep. And his numbers at the end were, like, staggering. It's kind of like you look at the, that's another team. You look at it and go, wow, look what Derrick Henry's done at the end of the year. Maybe you want to try to feed him more. Like, you know, not just at the end, you know. He helped a lot of guys deep in their fantasy teams and do some damage at the end of the year. This Open Championship too, George, keep you updated. Tommy Fleetwood to- – Shane Lowry has just taken the lead, the pride of Ireland. Irish eyes are smiling right now. We'll go through the baseball board. The Yankees game gets going in about 10 minutes' time. I'm Cam Stewart, along with George Kurtz and Sean Engel. This is Weekend Wagers. We'll go through the early
2: baseball games and some more fantasies talk on the way out.